Here we go. We're back with another one. Episode 33, the Grant Hill edition. Wow, Grant Hill. Are we getting injured today? <laughs> I mean, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that went through. I just went on. I was like, Grant Hill. That was the first person I thought about. I don't know why. Anyways, we're back. Uh, episode 33, um, unknown player. Um, <laughs> and we're back live once again together. Let, yo, dap it up, bro. You already it, know, bro. What's good? It, it's always a good It's always a good feeling. Um Whenever we could debate sports, seeing each other's reactions when we say outlandish things or when we're serious about something. So, I just like to see your face expressions. They they are immaculate. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start it off, man. Um, we appreciate you guys hopping in and tuning in today. So, man, last weekend we saw that infamous Mayweather and Logan Fa- Logan Paul fight. That. Broke records with 1 million pay-per-view buys and made about $50 million. How much? $50 million. Wow. There were that many dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. the words to say. Yeah. That bought pay-per-view for an exhibition match. Knowing from the beginning that it was an exhibition match. Bro, look. Every, that's why. That's why um, Mayweather said the stuff that he said. <laughs> when it comes to the fight, um, this was more for... I think Logan Paul to be more out in the world. Um, he's kind of fell under the radar, especially ever since his brother, you know, started doing this boxing stuff. But even if anyone remembers the, you know, controversy that he got himself into um, when he pulled out when he pulled the video out there in Japan or something like that in Asia um, and doing some sensitive, you know, throwing shots at a, at a sensitive topic over there. So I think this was more about for him to be more relevant. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm and I stand strong after watching that fight, and I haven't changed my mind. I give credit to Logan Paul. Mayweather whacked him a few times enough for that a guy a normal guy that he fights to so, get knocked down. That was a show, bro. That look, was all a show, man. Look, you know, you know that if Mayweather, you know that Mayweather really wanted to fire Logan Paul, would have not passed the first round. But you gotta remember, he no matter what, the dude is bigger. Um, I get it that he doesn't often take punches from an actual boxer, but I give him credit, man. Like you gotta, no matter what, you still gotta give him kudos for standing in the ring, even though it was only eight, eight rounds, three minutes each. He he stood strong. He never fell. He never he never he never wobbled. This was all planned, bro. Right from the beginning, they whether practiced it was, this shit. Whether it was that or not, bro, it was no matter what it was. It was entertaining because you know how it was. We both saw it. <laughs> Everyone else that's listening to this, if they saw it, then they know what I'm, what, what we're talking about, and that's. It was still entertaining. Um, the commentary from oh, the commentary was fun. Shout out to my boys, Jesus and Meryl. I if they ever ever come across this podcast and they hear this, big inspiration. Um, reason why I do it. I don't know about you, but they made it better. They made it ten times funnier. It was. It was funny. Um, the fights before Chad Johnson that was actually a pretty entertaining fight. Ocho Cinco. Ocho, oh my bad. Ocho Cinco. Respect. Um, 
But yeah, man, it, it was. He got his ass knocked though. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. It was an eventful night, but at the end of the day, um, it was just an exhibition. Didn't count towards shit. Biggest winner here was Logan Paul. Came out, came in with a three hundred thousand dollar Pokemon card. <laughs> that Pokemon card is now worth over a million dollars. And that's it, this was all about money. It was. This was all. all it was. It was. And same thing with Jake Paul. He's gonna have the, that oh, fight. It's gonna yeah. be the same shit. But yo, I want to talk a little bit about NFL. Yo, let's transition over to the it's NFL. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. It's, it's been, been a, a few weeks since we talked about NFL. It's been quiet. And we got some breaking news. Uh-oh. This week was a quiet. Uh-oh. We got a trade. The Falcons have trade with the Tennessee Titans. Mmm. Guess what they traded? Yo, boy, yo, boy. Julio Jones, my nigga. Hey, it, it's been long overdue for my mans to get traded. Um, I'm happy for him. Yeah, man. Pretty much going through all the, the details of the trade, the Atlanta Falcons agreed to trade star wide receiver Julio Jones. He got traded to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Um, in exchange for Jones, the Titans will send a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick to the Falcons. Along with Jones, the Falcons are also sending uh, a 2023 sixth-round pick to the Titans. So, all in all, I mean, the Titans got to steal with Julio Jones. Yeah, They're not giving can. up much. Mm-hmm. They're not giving up much. So, it's, it's, I think it's a great trade. For the Titans, I don't know what the Falcons are doing. I thought they could have gotten a little bit more than what they got. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, this is Falcons now, are uh, in rebuild mode. Yeah, I mean, but they at least they they, they could lean back. Um, th- the problem with Julio Jones was is his health. His talent is never in question. Um, the problem with the core that they had, the receiving core that, they, that the Falcons had when Julio Jones was there was also with Calvin Ridley. Another nice young stud in the wide receiver spot um, kind of reminds me of, um, I had his name literally in my notes and I left my notes at home, but Calvin Ridley is a young stud that needed, he needed to have his own team, whether he got traded or whether now, now is his opportunity. The only problem with him as well is that he doesn't stay healthy either. So you just got to pray and hope that Kyle Pitts becomes your number two target when it comes to throwing the ball in the air. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. But I love Calvin Ridley as well. So I'm hoping that Calvin Ridley um, could have a breakout year, could stay healthy. Obviously, they, they took a lot of steps back now um, with giving getting rid of uh, Julio Jones. A lot of free agents they didn't bring back. Um, new coach. Um, so Who's their running back? Uh, they're starting one now. I don't know, but Todd Gurley probably won't be going back. So, and if he does, he hasn't signed yet. So, and even if with Todd Gurley, he still has so much more to prove. Another, another, another running back who fell off the radar. So it's like, I, the Falcons obviously took a, a step back. Now talking about the Titans, um, I I love what I'm seeing. You got to give credit. I, I'm sure, um, their their head coach had a big say in this trade. Um, I'm sure they're super excited. The offense in general is super excited. AJ Brown has been one that's vocally been excited oh, um, about this. Been this recruiting dude was him. tweeting about it before the trade even happened. Exactly. So, and the only thing that I have to say about this is the only way that this could be a mediocre year for them, for the Titans, or a bad season, it's if it's all depending on Julio Jones' health, the defense. Picking up from where they left off earlier in the year, because they started off hot on defense and they did finish off the year complete, you know, Bud Dupree at being added onto that defense. Let's see if he comes back healthy, play, come, comes back playing the way he did in Pittsburgh. And then the ultimate thing here is 
Ryan Tannehill's performance. Those are the key things that's gonna make it. That's gonna be a difference maker in their season. But I hope, I hope that they have a great year because I'm excited to see it. I, I want to see. I want to see all them bounce back. They Derrick Henry definitely deserves to have a deep run in the playoffs, and I hope that he gets that now with the addition of Julio Jones. It's just crazy to think that on one on one side they got Julio Jones, on the other side they got AJ Brown, mm-hmm. and if their passing game is not going, you got Henry at running back. So. Really, the odd man out here is Tannehill. Like, he That's needs to I step it, it up. That's why I said If Tannehill has a great season, I, I think the Titans have potential to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, yeah, most and, definitely. And they could possibly even be the Chiefs, the Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, but, but don't sleep on the, but, the Bills. I'm very high on the Bills. So don't, keep, don't sleep team. on the Bills. That's another team. But they're, 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 they're definitely up in the rise, and I'm excited to see what, what their future has in store for them. Yeah, um, and another, I want to give a major shout-out to Ryan Tannehill, though. He restructured his contract to make space for Julio Jones. That's a, Obviously, he's always been a team guy. We all know the performance that he had over there in, um, in uh, Miami. Oh. And then, re- and then Bounce had what a major... <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> uh, but a hell of a major comeback to turn his career around because, definitely. I mean, shit, talented guy. Definitely. He just needed that shot, and maybe he just wasn't getting that in Miami. And But that's Plus, that's you're going history. from Miami to Tennessee. You're talking about high... You know, nightlife city to yeah. Tennessee, with, but I don't. But I don't think he's that type of dude. But either which he, way, I mean, it's it's Miami, bro. Any yeah. dude comes into that. Yeah, but um, let's uh another little cool news from AJ Brown um within the Titans offered Julio Jones. Yes, sir. He I offered freely to give up his number eleven, and Julio Jones except acceptably declined. Um. He said, no, new, new place, new beginning, so he will now be wearing number two. That's a little sidebar for this, uh, for this trade, so let's see what happens. I mean, minicamp's already starting, the OTA, so football season's right. It's creeping up on fantasy, us. We got to get that fantasy football going. Hey, I'm ready to get my, get my t- re- you, regain my title, baby. I'm sending you the invite, bro. Like, this year is not going to happen again. Yeah, well, you better hope not. It's not. Guarantee? I guarantee. Oh, here we go. Where's that button at? <laughs> we need to make one. So... Switching it on to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Talking about switching numbers. Uh, oh, I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> so LeBron James has officially announced um, that he will be changing back to his old ways. And he is going back to number six after the release of Space Jam number two. Um, we need an episode where we don't talk about LeBron James. Yeah, that's highly unlikely. <laughs> it, it, that's how much power he has within sports, bro. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But he's now going to change his number to six, so 23 is vacant. Can this mean now what they were trying to do when they first got AD, and AD switching to 23? I honestly think that will happen. Um, this was in the cards already for a while. Um does have no, nothing maybe, crazy. Maybe he'll play better as number 23 because... No, honestly, I mean, yeah. It, you, honestly, bro, you got to remember, the, it's always mental with these guys. They always say, oh, it's a superstition for me or whatever. It's my good luck charm, whatever. So, you know, it, it's... Who knows? Who cares? It's just numbers. All right, but man, enough on LeBron James. I don't want to yeah. talk about yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about him, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm tired about that. I'm tired about hearing about him. LeBron Let's talk James. about... No. Stop. <laughs> Let's talk about something that happened here local in Orlando. The Orlando Magic and Coach Clifford have mutually agreed to part ways. Oh, um, that's that's exciting news for as a Magic fan. I I, I was low key. I was I was hoping for that. I was really I really hoping for out. that. I am I a ba- for that. I am a fucking wizard. A lot of a lot of fans, a lot of Magic fans like Coach Clifford. I love Coach. 
I appreciate him as a coach. Right. I appreciate for what he did to for what he did to the city, the way that he coaches. But this team that we have right now is not the same team that he had when he had Vuj, when he had Forney, when right. he had AG. Right. This is a rebuild. They need a they need a, a coach that can relate more with the players, mm-hmm. a players coach, somebody who's younger, somebody who's been in the NBA, somebody who knows what it takes to be successful in the NBA as a player, not as a coach. <coughs> right. So I'm really looking forward. That's a lot of. Uh, you know, a pl- uh, uh, somebody that we were looking at was Penny Hardaway. I was really hoping that the Magic would give him a shot. Oh yeah. Um, it looks like they probably would have given him a shot, but he turned any rumors down. Yep. Uh, he decided he's gonna stay in Memphis. Um, he kind of pulled what Jason Kidd did with with Portland, exactly. saying you know he took his na- he withdrew his name out of the candidacy because um, you know. For any personal reason, I mean, I do, I do know that he has a son now playing for him. Okay. So I, I don't, Penny at least over there in Memphis. So I, I don't think he would do him like that. Um, Plus he and, said he 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 likes to finish where he starts, right? And which I, he didn't do that in Orlando. Exactly. Which so know, he needs to come back. He needs to come back. Which it's okay, you know, do finish your business in Memphis and then make your way back to the NBA. I mean. I pray that we don't have to get to that point again, right? Where we're Two changing. Years from now we're looking for another coach. Exactly. Um, my thing with this, uh, with with us and Coach Clifford and whatever coach we get in the future is, first is, shout out to Coach. I, I personally know um, Coach Clifford um, back from when he was an assistant here with us with Stan Van Gundy and those glory days, those last glory days that we had um, when we were relevant, right? And um, Coach is a great guy, man. I love Coach. Um, Great dude, great basketball mind. Been in the game for years. His time ran his. He ran his course here, just like how AG did. Um, just like how Fournier did. Um, he definitely deserves another job, somewhere. Um, one team that I see that fits him is Indiana. Um, they they are a, a team that's on the cusp of being honestly every year fighting for that four or five seed stay relevant they're just missing i've always said it for years now i've said it that they need a stronger bench so with a new coach now maybe um pritchard the the head guy over there now um in indiana makes the right call and does and takes his does his due diligence with this hire in indiana um but um when it comes to us having our next coach like I, I agree with everything that you said, one hundred percent. I don't disagree with anything. One, we need a coach that was going to grow with the team together. That's going to develop these guys. How these guys are going to develop him by testing him and, and and making him a better coach. Um, and that's the, in the beauty of building a team together. Uh, we can't. I'm telling you, dude. With the right moves this offseason, with the right hire, we could become this year, next year's Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks of this year. We can. We really can. But it takes the right moves. This is a make-or-break offseason for Weltman and Hammond in the front office. If these guys came in, because if people, a lot of Magic fans don't remember, when they came in, they said they're going to be the ones calling the shots. They did not want to get hired and be dealing with the same shit that the, the Hannigan and Otis Smith had to deal with when they were here, which is being controlled by Martins and the DeVos family. Let those guys handle what they got to handle and let the front office handle what they got hired for. So if that is the case... This is the make or break offseason for those two guys. So I'm hoping and praying, just like every Magic fan, that they make the right moves. And one coach, two coaches I'm going to throw out there as ideas for us that I would go streaking for. Kenny Atkinson and Phil Handy, assistant coach from the Los Angeles Lakers. No Magic fan has brought him up. I feel like I'm the only fucking Magic fan in this world who has brought that man up. 
I'm, I'll let you speak. <laughs> I, I I don't know about about Phil, but I do like Kenny Atkinson. I, I wouldn't be mad either. Or. I think I think he did a great job in Brooklyn. I I love what he did with that young squad. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of that the the new Magic squad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a young D'Lo. Um, I think more potential, honestly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Than the squad that did that. You're, you're right. Had. You're absolutely right. Another, you're gonna get pissed on me, but I, I, I love him as a coach, man. Mark Jackson, bro. No, I told I, I'm Mark down Jackson with that. needs an opportunity, bro. I just don't bring him up because I feel like he wouldn't want to. He would want to go to a team that's playoff ready, and we're honestly we're not playoff ready. If we would have still had Vooch, I would say we 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 are, but we're no, we're not. The only way we are is if we hire, if we get the number one pick, we draft Kate Cunningham, and we draft the best free agent that's out in the market at that moment, so which let, we won't do because we don't have money. Let me, let me. What do you think about the latest rumors of the Magic being linked to, uh, um, Mike D'Antoni? I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I don't like it because Mike D'Antoni again is same thing, same piggy, piggybacking off what I said about Mark Jackson. He's a he needs to go to a team that's playoff ready. Mike D'Antoni would flourish in Portland. He would have such an amazing time in Portland. He would. I honestly think that that's Portland's missing piece, besides getting besides trading CJ McCollum, and that's because it just the, the it don't fit with Damon and, and CJ. So, I think that here he wouldn't fit because first, we don't have nobody that or a, a solid amount of people that could create their own shots that are knockdown shooters. The only one that you could possibly mention, and and that's with inconsistency. If we're just gonna keep it a whole buck, it's T. Ross, and that's it. We don't have anybody else. So Mike D'Antoni coming here, he won't. It's not gonna work. He's gonna force guys to shoot so many shots when we don't have that many great shooters. So, and he's not a defensive-minded coach whatsoever. We need somebody who's a, a mixture of both. A guy that understands these young guys. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach, bro. But we don't have the team for him. All right, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. And. I don't think that Tony is the best option, but I wouldn't be upset at that hire. Let me tell you why. If he can bring that seven seconds or less offense that he had with the Suns, the Magic will flourish. Why? Because the Magic have young players that love to run up and down the court. Markel Fultz, he's a fast break machine. No, yeah, yeah. Cole Anthony drives in the fast break. RJ Hampton, he's a freaking energizer bunny. That could probably help Mo Bamba's game, Wendell Carter's game, Jonathan Isaac. You know, all of them bringing an offensive-minded coach that the Magic have never had. I can't remember the last time the Magic had an offensive coach. Because no. I don't think we've ever had an offensive coach. No. Everything's always been preaching defense, defense, defense. I understand defense wins championships. I would say Stan Van, Gundy, Stan Van Gundy turned into an offensive coach after after uh, the year we went to the finals and then the rest of the time I that he lasted say, it was off. He, I, he was I feel like he expanded his offensive mind, but I still think his main focus was oh, defense. Yeah, but, but the thing is... Because that, Dwight that Howard team, was defensive player of the year. He right. revolved everything around right, Dwight right, Howard. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that that was a well-rounded team that, that, that built... We built that. Right, but imagine what D'Antoni could do with players that are these young. Plus, plus let's say we get uh, Jalen Green, uh, Kay Cunningham, other players that are fast. Kay Cunningham can create his own shot. 
Jalen Green can right. play his own but shot. But you got to remember, just like how I tell everybody, with with rookies, you can't assume that they're going to play the way that they did in college. I, I understand. Even if they're the number one, number two pick. I understand. But if you see that something's not working as a Magic fan, you got to change it up. Defensive oh, no, coaches are not working. Let's try something new. But, then Tony, bring him over. But, Let's see what he can Kenny, do. Kenny Atkinson is not a defensive coach. Like I said, then Tony's not my number one option. I would be totally no, 100% no, with know. Kenny Atkinson. Look, but I wouldn't be mad at getting Tony. That's look, what I'm saying. I, I say he's he's not a good fit. I wouldn't get mad if we hired him. For me, it'll be like <sighs> so many other better options. Seven seconds or less, bro. You know how okay, you, you know right. how you know how I know, nasty. I know. Also, imagine if we've been looking forward to that. And the a fact fast that, break and, team, and, and, fast assume, team. and assuming that we keep Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is a pretty fast center, and yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. He's a little slow. So with Mo Bamba being inserted in that lineup with those guys. That could look nice. And you can't set up Mobamba to play a slow, a slow half-court game. No, you, you have can't. to have you him have, run no, up no, and no, down no, the court. I, no, for sure. But for me, it'll be like... This will be my reaction. It'll be like... So many other options that we could have gotten, right? You know what? Let's just see what happens. That's going to be my reaction. That's going to be my reaction. Because no matter what, we're going to start the season off without Markel Fultz. We're still going to be recovering. Luckily, he won't be out for like at least till the half mark of the year. J.I. should be coming back. Um, by opening season, by op- by opening day. Plus, we don't know where we're getting in the draft, and plus, we don't know who we're getting in the draft. So that's why I said, let's just see what happens. But again, another like I, another player that might be beneficial of this uh, type of offense is Wendell Carter. Him being able to run up and down the court, not being a because the Magic don't have a, a team that can play half court offense. That we can't, we won't play good as well, half court offense because we don't have we don't have any guy like a. Like a Carmelo, like a you know, like a we don't ha- we don't yeah, have just like a Carmelo, like a ISO. We don't player. have a shot creator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't have a we shot creator. Have we don't have a shot creator. Hopefully, we can get one in the draft. Maybe not a not a, not a top tier one, but hopefully one that could come off the bench and do it for us. Because T. Ross can't do it. I'm sorry, he can't. He's better catch and shoot, um, um, off the pick. That's what he does. That's where he's best at. That's where he's most efficient with. I his think shots. he could do it. I just don't think he could do it. Throughout a regular, uh, like throughout a whole season, exactly. There's games that he could take over, and and there's that's there, what I'm saying. There's like, no missing. They the, call him the Human Torch for a reason, right? That's what I'm saying. Like we we pick up we pick up somebody from like in, in free agency that can. That's what I'm saying. Not, no one that's like, oh my god, you got to pay him that much money or a star studded guy, but someone that could do that. Yeah, bro. Keeping it with play uh, teams that are looking for coaches, along with the Magic, you have the Blazers, Celtics, and Pacers, who yeah. have all decided to part ways with their coach. Uh, a very intriguing one here that I want to kind of focus is the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked a little bit about the Celtics and um, and you know their coach, um, their coach search. This year I want to focus on the Blazers. We talked last week about the Blazers. If they lose this first round, there was going to be a lot of major changes in that team, and we could already see those changes happening. First change that we see, right as soon as they fin- they eliminate the playoffs, they fire Terry Stotts, looking for a new coach. What do you think about that? And who are some options that you think might actually be able to to help that Portland team? Well, Jason Kidd's out of the picture. Um, Chauncey Billups has been linked with the Blazers um, ever since the, the the firing of Terry Stotts. But one guy that I don't see why, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Dame definitely didn't approach them about it because I'm sure he did. But the connection that he has with David Vanderpool. But David Vanderpool, David Vanderpool is one guy that I would want here in Orlando. But assuming that we can't get him, I wouldn't be mad. I would want Portland to pick him up because of the connection that he already has with that franchise, with that ownership, with Dame. Um, but assuming that he doesn't, 
Um, honestly, like how I said, Mike D'Antoni to me in in, in Portland would would have would have a, a a decent you know time tenure there. Um, I really do, I really don't think Chauncey Billups would be the answer there. Chauncey Billups needs to go to a team like the Magic that's young that helps. Hey, that's you build. another player that I wouldn't mind being our coach. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind either, but I think we have I think our front office is smart enough to get somebody better. But you we know don't know. We don't, we, that's the thing, though. How do you know that he's not the better that we need if he's never had the opportunity to coach? Because I feel like I feel like Kenny Atkinson is somebody who, and he, he's still young. He still he knows he knows the young guys. Um, he's been an assistant coach for too long, and he he proved it in Brooklyn, man. I mean, D'Lo already started showing signs of him, you know, creating his own and stuff like that. But imagine what he could do here for like someone like Ji, or assuming that we get Kate or Jalen Green. But when it comes to Terry Stotts, um, I wouldn't be mad seeing him go to Boston. I wouldn't be mad seeing him go to Indiana either. Or I think he has he 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 could he could he could benefit and he could turn his NBA coaching career around in either of those destinations. I I mentioned it last week. I think Jay Kidd is going to the Celtics, so I don't see Terry Stotts going there. Um, the Pacers might actually be kind of uh, a team that I can see Terry Stotts play for or coach. Um, you know, I think they have. The pieces to start a team uh, like a, like a pretty good team, they're just missing that like one or two pieces that can kind of mesh that team together. And obviously, you, it starts out with the coach. Obviously, the coach that they had wasn't it, so they need a, they needed a change. Because mm-hmm. with Sabonis in that team, with Karis Levert in that team, um, with players like Miles Turner, who's a, def- a defensive player uh, down in the middle, uh, with players like T.J. Warren, etc., that shouldn't be a team that's fighting for the 10th seed or the 9th seed. You feel me? Right. That should be a team that's in the middle of the pack, maybe 6th seed, uh, you know, no no, no lower than 7th seed. So, um, I don't know, man. There's uh, there's going to be a lot of movements. Um, going back to Portland, I, I do see CJ McCollum getting, getting traded this offseason. Right. I don't see him passing this offseason. Um, and it, he, there's been linked to Cat. I don't know if we talked about it last week. No, we didn't. You we texted didn't. me, I think, like the next but day. But Cat yeah. is a player that has been linked to Portland. If Cat goes to Portland and they get trade and they trade maybe like a CJ McCollum, a You have to throw Nurkic in that trade. A Nurk I'll throw Nurkic in that trade. You, ha- you would have to. If you get yeah. CJ McCollum and Nurkic for let's say Rubio and Cat and Portland throws in a first round pick, tell me you wouldn't do that. I mentioned it to you when you texted me, and I said it wouldn't benefit him. But then I started really thinking about it, and I'm like, it will benefit the Blazers. Of course, yeah. One hundred percent, definitely. If if that trade for Minnesota, look, you got D'Lo, CJ Edwards, and then Nurkic is obviously going to be your 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 main big, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. that's going to be the same issue that they have in Portland. Too many guards. Anthony Edwards doesn't play the three. I know there's a lot of position positionless basketball going on, but um, I don't think that that's gonna work in, for Minnesota. That's why I did mention. I don't know if you remember. I kind of threw out the idea that I said, "Oh, if you could throw a third team in there that could possibly take on CJ McCollum, so then Minnesota could get something better in return, then okay." I, I like for if you're Minnesota, I'd be down with that. But when it comes to Portland, oh no, they they would be they would be nasty. They'd be nasty. Dame, uh, Cat. Who else? 
uh, Covington, assuming they bring Powell back. Yeah. And then assuming that they... Uh, hopefully you get a healthy fucking jo- um, Zach Collins. And and, and uh, Arfany... Uh, Anthony si- Simons, yeah. Anthony Simons, if, if he can develop a little bit more this offseason, yeah, he's going to have a full offseason to, to kind of this work is where game. This is where you're kind of like, damn, was it regretful to trade Gary Trent? And then you could have went after a Norman Powell in the offseason, possibly. You know what I'm saying? But, but, look at this. With Gary Trent, with Gary Trent and without Norman Powell, I don't think they would have went this far. Uh, that might sound so weird because of what I just said previous, but, like, if you really think about it, they wouldn't have. But, we'll see what happens. Yo, I, I know I know we said we weren't going to talk uh, any Celtics this week because we kind of went over it last week with the whole head coaching gig. Yep. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Kemba Walker. Um, Kemba Walker has been in the news uh, recently um, saying that the Boston Celtics and Kemba Walker are nearing a breakup. So it looks like this could be it for Kemba Walker in Boston. Yep. Um, do you see him playing next season in Boston? Um, do you think the head coaching job has anything to do with Kemba Walker stays or leaves. And uh, if he does leave, what team do you see him going to um, this offseason? Well, I don't... I don't... The the reason why he wanted to get... The reason why this... They started kind of being... You know... The relationship kind of shattered between him and the Celtics is because of the rumors that he was brought into um, earlier in the year. Um, when it comes to the trades. So... He kind of felt hurt about that. Um, I don't think it was the coach. I do. I already said it even last year. I uh, like it, this offseason should have been the perfect time to trade Kemba Walker. They try to experiment to see if it worked again. Maybe it was just a bad year, and it turned out. I just don't think that Brad Stevens was the guy for him um, to coach. Where I see Kemba going next season. Um, <clears throat> hey, what do you think about that? I'm gonna tell you a team. I see him going to the LA Lakers. That's exactly. I was gonna say honestly, Den- I can see him going to Dennis Schroeder is both. A, Dennis Schroeder is a free agent. And I honestly don't see him coming back to LA. Somebody that could take over that point guard spot is Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, LeBron, and and Anthony Davis. Now you got a big three. Yeah. You still have Montrezl Harrell back. Um, hopefully he can have uh, a better back uh, bounce back year because this year was not it. Um, and, and if you can have both of those, Kemba Walker being at a hundred percent or maybe ninety percent, and you have Montrezl Harrell having a similar season to what he had last year, then you could talk about Lakers possibly having a bounce back season and, and being a top no, three I mean, team in the, in the get, West. If you can get Hornets Kemba on a Lakers squad, you don't even need Hornets Kemba. If you can get no, but I'm saying he could he he's shown signs in Boston, so it's not like it's gone away. It's the the way the offense was set up that didn't exactly. allow him to. So if exactly. Frank Vogel could put him in the position to do that. With the aging LeBron James that now knows and sees that he got another guy that could basically, just between him and AD together, could do it, and I'm just here cooling, that's going to be a fucking nasty team. But I'm throwing out another team. The New York Knicks. Don't sleep on the New York Knicks now with Kemba Walker. Unfortunately, they would have to be for a trade, which I'm sure they'd be willing to give up Frank Nielakina and maybe... They're going to have to give up more than him. Or Kevin Knox with uh, with a pick... For Kemba, the point is, is that don't be, don't dismiss the Knicks in this Kemba Walker sweepstakes. Let me ask you a question, and, and I wanted to talk about something else, but just quickly, just giving you a, a scenario. If the Boston asked for a manual quickly, would you do that trade? Kemba yes. Walker for quickly? Yes. 
in a heartbeat or in a, in a, in a, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even ask I'll be like that that's it all right bet let's let's okay. call it you know why just real quick is because Emmanuel quickly is yes he's a nice young but you, if you, Kemba Walker's established he's still relatively young his contract is not fucking out of this world you guys literally did it without Emmanuel quickly that's they literally did it without Emmanuel quickly they could have done it without Emmanuel quickly you could keep Derek Rose it's all about it's it's all about R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle as of right now, and then Mitchell Robinson didn't even play. So imagine with a healthy Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel quickly is going to take a while for him to start. I, I want to talk a little bit going back to the Lakers. I, I just need Kemba Walker to have the ball in his hands. Kemba Walker is is the type of player that the reason why he was so good in the Hornets was because he had the ball in his hands at all time. It was. He controlled the pace. He controlled the game. Um, in L.A., if LeBron is willing to give him the ball and kind of give him, like, because you know how when in Miami, when he went to Miami, Dwayne Wade gave LeBron the ball and kind of like, here, take, take the, take the, be the ball handler. Right. If, Kem- if LeBron can do that same thing with Kemba and get let Kemba be the ball handler, we might actually be able to see a successful team. LeBron can play off ball. He can play with the ball. But Kemba Walker... Is the type of player that he needs to have the ball in his hands. No, yeah, I, I agree, but that's that's why I said if Frank Vogel, if Frank Vogel, um, was like, you know, he he took some, you know, he watches film from Kemba in 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 Charlotte, he could set that offense up next season, assuming that Kemba Walker goes over there, right? Um, that's what I'm saying. LeBron could just take a nice little step back, could still do LeBron things. But that team could still do it with Dennis Schroeder and, and um and Anthony Davis in the starting lineup. I agree, I agree. But New York, man, I'm telling you, I that's more intriguing for me though. Let's see. Because let's... they they're, they look at what they did this season. They literally were just a piece away, and they were a piece away. And Julius Randle playing the way he was playing off season because he didn't play like that this in the playoffs. But let's that's... see what happens. Like that's just part of of the crazy off season we're gonna have this mm-hmm. year. Um, but before we finish with this podcast and before we go over into the second round playoffs. I wanted to go over some NBA award winners. Last week we had two award winners announced. This this week we had uh last week we had two. This week we have two more. Um, I'm gonna start out with the MVP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have Nikola Jokic as the MVP. I called it of uh this year. Um, intriguing enough. Stephen Curry came in second with five votes. No, no doubt. Um, Nikola Jokic got 91 of the votes. Chris Paul came in third with two votes. Wow. Yes, sir. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Um, Joel Embiid only had one vote. And Giannis got one vote. But the most surprising one of them all was the fact that my boy Derek Rose got one MVP voting. Surprising there. I, that was very surprising. Yeah, no. I mean, I called it. Um, Nikola Jokic was going to win that MVP, bro. I'm I'm honestly shocked about Chris Paul being ahead of Embiid. I'm not knocking anything on CP. I'm just saying, like, Embiid had an MVP caliber year. Um, You could have arguably, between any of those three, Joke, uh, the Joker, Steph, and Embiid, whoever won that was well-deserved. It was just because of the games that he missed. Um, yeah, no, 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 for sure. To be honest, if Embiid would have played a full 72-game season, um, this, week, this year we have 72. If he would have played a full 72-game season... It, it, it would have been a, a 50-50 shot that either Embiid or Jokic were going to win it. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, either which way, big ups to um, Nikola Jokic. Well-deserved. Hell of a season. Um, just, damn. Just thinking about how he got, you know, went drafted, what, second round? Um, 
shit, they were giving. He was in the middle of a commercial when he got chosen. Taco Bell. A Taco commercial. Bell commercial was going on in the NBA draft on ESPN when he got drafted. <laughs> Fucking nuts, right? Now look at him. Yeah. Well deserved, man. Big ups to Nikola Jokic, one, probably one of the. <laughs> Underrated, funniest dudes in the NBA, honestly. The number um, one, the the but, first Serbian to win MVP, the first second runner to win MVP. Um, what else? Uh, the first Denver Nugget to win MVP. Yep. Um, and such a hell, he's such a humble guy, man. He he was like, yo, I this Wait, award, he won, he yeah, it, this award goes to his teammates. Um, you know, he he embodies the old school, you know, mind when it comes to team basketball. He he really is a team player. Um. Just look at all what all, all those dishes he gives out each game. I don't know if you got the opportunity to see that. Um, did you see AG's face when when he won MVP? Oh yeah, AG was so lost, bro. He was like in a different world. You didn't know what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, he man. was like uh, he pulled changed. a Kawhi. Like, Nothing's changed. Yeah, goofy, out of this world. But um, another award that was presented um, uh, from you know from last week's episode was the NBA Coach of the Year award, and that went to none other than New York Knicks Tom Thibodeau. He won the MV, the the for the second time in his in his uh NBA career. It's been I think if I'm not mistaken, ten years since he's last won it. So well deserved. I mean, no matter what, uh obviously we did say it last time when we gave our prediction for the awards that we wouldn't mind who cared or who won, sorry. I but, changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. Of course mind. you did, of course I, you I did. I changed my mind, bro. I do care. Monty Williams deserved that award. You know it, I know it. <laughs> We all know it. This the NBA knows, knows it. it. <laughs> this was Monty Williams' award, and he got robbed. Hell of a year for, for Coach Davis and the New York Knicks. But you're talking about a number two seed from a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. I'm just gonna in s- the West. The East is one story. Yeah. The West is another. No, no, no. Yeah, to I finish agree. number two in the West, it takes a hell of a. It starts with the. It starts, you have to have hell of a player, but it all starts with the coach. But let's let's be honest. A healthy AD. And a healthy LeBron, you really think they would have been second in the in the West still? They would have been third. That's still great. Okay, I get that. That's still great. But you do. I'm just gonna say this to 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 make you understand maybe why Tom Thibodeau won it over Monty Williams because I agree with what you're saying. New York, Phoenix. That's all I'm gonna say. Moving on. Shouldn't be like that. It, it shouldn't, but that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because that's the type of world that we live in when it comes to deciding shit. Um, same thing. I same thing when it comes to the All Star game. I don't give a fuck if 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 I'm on if that guy's on the sh- most shittiest team in the NBA. But if he's playing like a fucking All Star and he's putting up numbers, you give him that fucking spot. So you, you don't said- give it to somebody who just because they're in the play in a playoff run, you give it to him instead. And he's 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 producing just a little bit less than that. So you said the difference was New York and Phoenix. Well, guess what? New York ain't here and Phoenix is still in the playoffs. You're right. But that wasn't based off playoffs though. It, it, it wasn't, but it should be because the playoff the playoff success should also be part of that coach's success. I mean, no, I I agree I agree, but it's the same thing with the you could you could have the same argument with the MVP award against the NBA Finals MVP award. For that, don't even give a regular season. Right. So would you give an MVP to a team that doesn't make the playoffs? I mean, no, only because for the last how many years, the MVP, whoever wins MVP, their team's always relevant and fighting, always contending right, at the end I, of the year. Let's go back to the T-Mac days. T-Mac won MVP, the Magic didn't make the playoffs that year. Well, that was back then. That's what I'm saying. It's not like that anymore. I wish it was, though. I wish it was, but it's not. Well, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make it based on the regular season, how the team performed, they should make the playoffs a part of it as well. Because the pl- the playoffs is technically part of the season. It, it shows. It, is. it shows 
the teams that were successful in the season, it shows it rewards them in the playoffs. Right. So yeah. the same way that you have an MVP and you have a coach, like I said, you wouldn't have a a, a player that's not on the on the playoffs. Yeah. Same thing with a coach. You should have a coach that's still in the playoffs. Honestly, I think the NBA they already look. Call me crazy, but NBA is all about entertainment, right? Just so we can start talking about the round, so we can finish up the we can wrap up the episode. I think the NBA should keep their regular season awards. You know how they were doing the NBA, like the NBA awards shows. Yeah, make that a thing, right? Make that a thing. Do it after the draft, though. Do it after the draft, so you could have the you know the the lottery guys or the guys that were steals that you know those guys that stay in the press room or their green room for like hours because they just fell. You just invite some draftees, make it a you know a thing, make it an actual award show how they did. I think it was great when they did it too. They set it up great. So you do it like that, but then you also do playoff awards the same way the the same exact the same exact awards that you get in the in the regular season. You do that with the in the in the playoffs, except most improved. You just switch it up to I don't know. You just either eliminate it or you just think about another award that you can give best teammate award. I don't fucking know. You know, um, and that could be a thing. That's just for the entertainment aspect of the NBA and for more money and more publicity. That's just me as a fan. Moving on. We're down to our final eight teams. Yep. The elite eight of the NBA in the NBA playoffs. Um, let's start out with the East, bro, and then move our, move our way to the West. Let's do it. Um, Sixers, they're playing the Hawks. Right now, that series is tied 1-1. One one. Hell of a game uh, yesterday. The Atlanta Hawks took a game in Philly, mm-hmm. took that home court away, and they're going back to Atlanta now. Do you see uh, the Hawks being able to pull out an upset um, against this Philly, this uh, Philly team? Honestly, bro, no. Um, the series will go seven, but I don't think they could. I don't think they have the experience to out coach Doc. I get it. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and Bead maybe not maybe not be the guy you want to take the last shot. Um, but the way that Tobias Harris has been playing in the playoffs, um, I think he's he's playing elite basketball. Um, I don't think if it weren't for Milton, they might not have even won that game. You're right, you're right. But then you forgot Embiid had forty points, so they right. They, but you, you they, expect your MB, you expect the one of the MVP runner ups to get to thirty. 40 and look, points. I'll tell you this: Ben Simmons is not going to be playing Ben Sim- the way he's been playing all. If it goes seven, he's not going to be playing the way he's been playing all seven games. I'm sorry. Um. I just think they're gonna win. Look, I'll tell you this. I'm not saying Philly's gonna look. They're they're already they're showing why they're they can't contend to go to the finals. They're not gonna get past whoever wins that. Which as a, we'll, we'll get there with the Nets Buck series, but they're not gonna get past whoever wins that series. So, but I just think that the Hawks don't have. To, but it's gonna be good for them moving forward. You build off that. Um, but if they do, if they do beat them though, we all know why. It's no. It's not gonna be a secret. We're just not gonna go into detail of why. Um, I got I got the Hawks winning it. I know That's you what do. I'm gonna say. I know you do. I got the Hawks winning it. Um, I think it'll go a full seven games. Um, and I got Atlanta shutting down the Philly crowd. If Trey Young could beat New York and he could beat Philly, the two probably loudest cities that we probably know out there, the most outrageous uh, Fan fans. Yeah. Um, that's a hell of a playoff run. Even if they don't get past the the Eastern Conference. I mean, they if, won't. The, if the fa- right, but if they, if they can beat. Philly and they could be New York. If I'm Atlanta, I, I'm I'm happy with with what you've done so far, and you can grow upon that. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't be mad at it, 
I just think I want to be realistic. I don't want to be like I don't want to just go for the underdog in this series. I want to be like, you know, on top of my predictions because then, you know, that's just the reality of it, bro. I mean, they, I get it in New York. You know, you could shut them down, but they didn't go seven games. Julius Randle is nowhere near compared to Joel Embiid. Um, ben Simmons could outmuscle the shit out of Trey Young. I get it. Trey Young is probably not guarding him anyways, but he could outmuscle almost any guard that they throw at him. Um, Tobias Harris is elite. They, RJ Barrett doesn't even compare. So, you know, I just think that they just have more. And then the coaching. Just Tom, Doc Rivers, to me, is a, is a coach I'd rather have on my team than Tom Thibodeau. If I had to be, to choose between the two, so just the coaching. Nate McMillan has always been a good coach, but he's never been a great coach, um, and he's never won. So I gotta go with the, the the most realistic. But moving on to the next round, though, the most shocking as of right now, and the most entertaining as of right now to me, the Brooklyn Nets Milwaukee Bucks series. Not much entertainment there, bro. Well, entertainment because, dude, it. All right, the Bucks are down. Two zip. <laughs> both ass whooping, bro. Both getting, both games getting destroyed in Brooklyn. Now the next two games will be held in Milwaukee, and I think the next game will be tomorrow. Bro, so they were down this, by forty nine points. If you're hearing this right now, um, it's uh, Thursday, June tenth. We're recording this Wednesday, June 9th. So um, next game would be today when you hear it. Um, and honestly, I think Milwaukee's gonna get both of these games. They need to. They're, no, no, no. If they, I, they if, need they lose, to, yes. if they lose one of those two games, it's, oh, it's, all, it's game over. Series. It's over. But James Harden's not playing game three. It's already been said. He didn't Steve play Nash. game two. He didn't, I know, he didn't play neither of the games. But what I'm saying is, is that being in Milwaukee has proven that they're a better play, uh, they're a better home team than they are an away team, especially in the playoffs. So therefore, that's why I think they're gonna win the next two games. Um, Kevin Durant has been playing fucking excellent basketball. I just want to throw yeah, that out there. I definitely. love Kyrie. Every any slander I've ever said about Kyrie, I honestly want to take that back. I want to I make know. sure. I want to make sure. <laughs> I don't. No, 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 man. I, the I, dude, the dude has shown that this is what he's been looking for. I get it. Look at the way he he had to get it right. Like the way he had to get what he, I guess you could say, quote unquote, wanted. Nah. But it's working. It's working. It's I working because you have a, a, a star in Kevin Durant. Even with, Durant is carrying that team. I, mean, I, I know Kyrie doing his thing. But... I get it. But what? That's what I'm saying. No, even without James Harden, they don't need James Harden. And Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin. It's been balling. Let's give kudos to Blake Griffin. <laughs> so dunking all over Giannis. I don't know if you saw that shit. It, oh, yeah. Nasty dunk. Giannis got dunked twice. Well, no, he got crossed by KD. And he got dunked <laughs> And on. he got dunked on by KD. just said Giannis didn't have a good day. No, he did not. And with that, he still put up decent numbers. But uh, I'm going to bring up the next... Um, we're going to go move on to the West. I'm going to bring up this series, and you know, I'll let you bring up the last one. So yesterday, um, June 8th, it was um, game one of the Utah Jazz LA Clippers game. I'm gonna tell you this: Utah came out winning, by the way. Um, so now they're up one zero in the in that series, and they will play tomorrow, Thursday, June 10th, for game two. That game was fucking nuts. You texted me by second, the beginning of the second quarter, because the Clippers were up by like I think it was like 27 at one point, and you're like, bro, I told you the Clippers are real. I told you, relax, wait. The Utah Jazz still have a better. Number one, all the way down to number 15 when it comes to that roster. I'm telling you, if this game has not proven to you yet. It hasn't proven shit that, to me. Okay, all right, all right. I need to see you, Donovan I need, Mitchell I need to, has proven that he is ready for the big stage. He has proven he... Look, he's When I see them in the finals, 
Then we talk. They, I guarantee you they will go to the finals. No, they're not going to the finals. I guarantee you they're going to go to the finals. They're not going to the finals. Look, the finals, I bro. guarantee. You better take that back. Hell no. You better, no. Un- no. you better unclick that button. No, no, no. There's no taking that button back, bro. I guarantee you they're going to go to the finals. Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell is starting to become and blossom. Hear this now. The same way how Devin Booker started. Give him next year. Donovan Mitchell's gonna come out gunning, and he's gonna be how Devin Booker played this year. Where, where it Donovan Mitchell already played great this season. Next, that's why the the league is in good hands as well. Um, Listen, I'll, I'll, but the Jazz the Jazz is gonna control this series, bro. I, I give him props for what they did yesterday. Four one, four one. Oh, get the hell out 4-1. of here. Four one. I give him props. Pandemic for, P came back. I give them props for what they did yesterday. Um, the fact that they were able to stick together, that's very impressive. But that's just one game. It's only game one. Bro, that's all they need. It's only one game one. They were down against the the the, the, the Mavericks. They're going to do it again against the, against the Jazz. I got Clippers winning this one in six games. Oh, man. I got to win I, it four I'm two. glad that this is one of like the... This is like that one series that we're like legitly not seeing no eye to eye with. Which I'm glad. Which I'm glad. Because it, it creates a debate and the shit here in, in the show. But I'm telling you, bro. Utah... Is the real deal, right, man. We'll see. I'm calling it out before it shows. We'll see. All right. All right. And and, and, and even if they beat the Clippers, they ain't showing me nothing. Beat the Suns, and then we talking about it. That's Something. gonna be, if that. I'm, I'm praying that that is the Western Conference Finals. By the way, I am praying Which, that, that. Wouldn't that be some shit if you got either the Suns or the Jazz in the finals? Yeah. Well, I, I got something to bring up after you talked about the last series. All right, bro. Speaking about the Suns, we got uh, the Suns versus the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suns right now are leading one game to none. Uh, tonight is game two, um, where the Suns have the opportunity to take a 2-0 lead, or the Nuggets can tie the series up. They have the MVP in Jokic. I'm pretty sure they're going to come out gunning. Um, big news, they got Will Barton coming back. Uh, that's going to be a nice. very big hole to the offense. Um, sure. Not having jo- uh, Jamal Murray, you're going to have another player. On the defensive Barton, side, too. On the defensive side and on the offensive side. Yep. He can provide offense as well. Yep. Um, so... Uh, let's see what happens, man. That, that It should make this game a lot closer than the first game was. The Suns, I thought, dominated that first game. Oh, yeah. This, um, DeAndre so, Ayton, my God, played so, great basketball. Yeah, he did. Oh, he man. Did. Mikhail Bridges, my God, stepped it up. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Everybody. Jay Crowder type basketball. Yeah. Cameron Payne came in and Cam- did his thing as well. All season. Yeah. Shout, shout so, out to And Chris Paul, bro. You saw Chris Paul in that fourth quarter? Yep, yep. Chris Paul, his shoulder was fine. You can't say nothing about his nah, shoulder. His shoulder nah, was good. No, nah. but... I think we both agree that we got the Suns winning the series, right? 100%. How many, how many games? Um, uh, I got it going six games. I got this game. I got the series going seven. Okay. I, I got six I, or seven. I, I got it going one. seven. I like. I let's just give kudos as well on the other side in Denver to Monte Morris stepping up huge for in the absence of uh, Jamal Murray. So big shout out to him, and he's playing really good basketball. So it's. I think it's just going to be going back and forth. Um. Getting Will Barton back, you just gotta pray if you're Denver that he comes back playing the way how we did before he got hurt. Um, if not, he's just gonna be a liability out on the court because you're just gonna mess up the lineup. You're gonna shake it up. Um, but one thing I want to say is like I just don't get it. Good, granted, he has good games whenever it, he takes off, but why does Michael Porter Jr. always feels the need to take a fucking shot whenever the guy because he loves to pump fake, right? So whenever the guy bites on the pump fake, he always wants to take the shot when it's contested. And it always has to be a three. Cause always. Because he always wants to draw that foul. But the thing is, is that he, half the time he doesn't. I, I know, but he thinks that because Stephen Curry does it, because James Harden does it. I'm not going to lie to you. He has the same privilege. I'm not going to lie to you. 
you know who you remind me of? Who? I'm not comparing their game, but the way how he, I see that he's trying to get like. Who? T Mac. If you really watch him play, and you watch T Mac play, but in Orlando, that's a that's a reach. It's it's <laughs> no, but I'm not comparing them. That they're gonna have the same career. He's gonna play just like him. No, no, no. But in the sense of like the jump shot, the way how he. T Mac used to bite a lot in the pump fakes, but he drew the he always drew like drew the foul. He always jumped into the guy. Michael Porter Jr. ain't doing that, so that's where like obviously the differences come in. But when they when they go drive into the paint as well, the dunks are basically similar. T Mac used to love the tomahawks. Michael Porter Jr. same thing. I think he's just hanging out too much with Aaron Gordon. That's gonna be a problem for you, young sir. So you should stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Phew. Anyways, um, but isn't it refreshing as well? Just outside of that series. I'm um, just talking about playoffs in general. Just so refreshing as a basketball fan. Okay, basketball fan, listen to me. You. That the Golden State Warriors won't be holding that trophy. and Le- Or LeBron's not going to be holding that trophy. Just seeing someone different. I- I'm glad LeBron's not going to be holding the trophy. I know that. I know that. But that's what I had to say. I just had to throw that out there about the Warriors. Just to see someone different. Like I said, I'm not a Warriors fan. So I know, I, I know. I'm I know. glad that Warriors but are the not fact there. That, uh, the, I'm a Curry fan. The fact that's that just Steph is winning it again. Same thing. Like, it is refreshing. It is you know? refreshing. And, you know, you're going to have uh, young bloods in there, young faces. Um, it, it might be the first time in, what, 20? It's going to be the first time in, what, the last 20 years or something like that, something like that, that you don't have the Spurs. Right, yeah. The Spurs, the Warriors. Lakers, Lakers Celtics. Celtics or Heat. And Lakers either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those five oh, okay, teams. Okay, okay, yeah. So those five teams, none of those five teams are going to win the playoffs. Yeah, right. You don't have the Celtics. You don't have the Heat. You don't have the Lakers. You don't have the Spurs, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have the Mavericks. That's another Maver- team that's yep, one of the playoffs. Exactly, yep. So those five teams are not in the playoffs. So you're gonna have a new face, a new team, a new uh, a new player holding that trophy. Yep. So you know, I'm super excited. I and mean, I, I, it's it's a it's a fun time to be a fan of the NBA. Yeah, and ju- just in general. I mean, obviously, who if you're a fan of any of those teams, a diehard fan of any of those teams that are still currently, you know, in in those elite eights of the playoffs, um, you're excited. Because I read something, I read something along the lines that some half of these teams that are left either haven't won in like about ten plus years or something like that, like a finals, uh, like a like a championship, um, and the other half haven't won at all. So it's an exciting time if you're one of the if you're a fan from any of those teams. Definitely, man. But episode thirty three, man. That's a wrap, bro. It's a mean, fun one. This is a fun a one. Fun one. We're gonna continue to try to deliver to you guys. Um, in-person podcast because it's always... I feel like the I enjoy it more. Yeah, I enjoy it more. For sure. Um, no distractions because, of course, obviously, we all have our own lives. You know, we got people that we live with. You know, I got to The I fact that I get to argue with you, man, that just makes it more fun. It's just like old times. You know what I mean? <laughs> right right, in, right in the, on top of that sewer. You know what I mean? Just talking just sucking our shit, um, debating about everything. But, hey, man, enjoy the rest of these games in the playoffs. Um, we're going to continue updating you guys on our Instagram page and our stories. So follow us at Keep It Sports Pod. Don't forget, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about the draft lottery. Oh, yes. You know, we're, we're almost coming up to that time. And yep. uh, as a Magic fan, it's, it's, exciting, it's exciting to hear. So let's see what happens. Hopefully, the, 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 the balls, the balls far means, away. Yeah. <laughs> we need it. We yeah. need all the luck in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, if not, I, I wouldn't be bad at number two. Because, I mean. One or two. That's it. One that, or two. One I don't take two. anything less than two. Right. Exactly. So let's see what happens with that. But, hey, man, we're going to wrap it up yes, next sir. week. We'll holla at y'all. Peace. Deuces. My check, 4, 5, 24, 13. That's a hell of a sequence. (laughs) Oh, man.
That would have been a good way to start it, too.